0: Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you could be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful sp- spirit of a person I have on the show today Julia Hurley. She is absolutely just effervescent man just energy and (laughs) and and I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let her introduce yourself. Welcome to the show Julia Hurley. How are you?
1: Oh my god well it's Wednesday middle of the week it's fantastic middle of the week because it went from 12 degrees outside to 65 so we're really hoping that that is not indicative of another 93 blizzard so it's been 65 for a few days. We're hoping it stays just like this.
0: And Julia is in the great state of Tennessee. I love people from Tennessee. They're just, a, it's a beautiful culture. Julie, if you don't mind, please tell everybody about you, your your company, yourself, and what you do.
1: Sure. So lots of different things that I do, and it's a lot to take on. I'm 41, and I think that... Um, In my mind, I've not accomplished enough. I feel like there's always never enough. There's this hole that needs to be filled of things to do. And then I talk with people and coach people through that are in their late 50s, early 60s. and You've done more than I've done in two lifetimes. So Sometimes I feel like it's not enough. And sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe I should slow down a little bit. So my life started early. I had my first daughter, my only daughter at the age of 15 and kind of that challenge was a huge challenge in and of itself so having a baby at 15 having a baby period at any age is exhausting and having a baby at 15 and moving forward with your life is very challenging especially in a red state I mean what well, let's just be honest <laughs> so, you know, let's just be honest so um it's a very it's a challenge and so I managed to just Wake up one day and be like, oh, this ain't getting me down. You're, no, you, not today, Satan. So I was like, let's just move forward, do whatever we got to do. Put myself through college, got through that. I had a business by the age of 25. It miserably failed, which was fantastic because when you fail forward, it's just another learning experience. So Every failure is like a, hey, don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> just continue to repeat that cycle of success. I ran for public office, a state office, a state legislative office at the age of 29 and one, <laughs> uh, which was unheard of, a single parent and a female at the age of 29. So that was that was not as well received as it maybe could have been, but um, still one. And less than 1% of the population serves in that, that status and less than 1% of that 1% are female. So setting <laughs> that standard for myself and for my daughter, Uh, was a really big deal for me to do. So continuing that and then starting in real estate. So started my real estate career in 2014, so almost a decade now, uh, moving on from the state legislative session to uh, management. So basically state executive committee, managing the state party itself, and then running all 95 counties um, at that point in time. Rules and regulations. So changing the rules and regulations, which is what I did and then continued on a county commission for another four years after that here locally where I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. And during that time, that gave me a 10-year stint in politics, which I have retired. (laughs) (laughs) we served a decade. We're done. Um, In the meantime, I have, during COVID, picked up owning several rental properties. And then I started a medical company, in which my fiance is now the lead clinical physician of that medical facility. He has two daughters. So together we have three daughters. So add that to the list. And just recently started on this book. I'm going to move out of the way. This book right here, um, Unauthorized Success, which should be published sometime April, May, which is my story of what it really took to become a female entrepreneur and a successful politician. Because in, in Tennessee, which is a wonderful place to be, Um, It is a very difficult and uphill battle, and it's an uphill battle for most women anywhere. They just don't talk about it with each other. And I think if we start talking about how we learn and grow, that that is the best way to prevent problems for the next generation. So this will be coming out in May.
0: Oh, congratulations. So what's the biggest problem that you solve for women? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they employed? I mean, who's your target audience, and what exactly do you help them deal with?
1: Great question. That is such a good question. No one has asked me that question yet. <laughs> so, and, and I don't think that anybody understands how to ask that question. It's it's something that we are just now starting to talk about if you really think about it. So, one of the conversations it's about 16 chapters, one of the conversations that we have in there is stop apologizing and just replace it with thank you. And from a very young age Girls versus boys are taught completely different modes of communication. And if you're out on a playground, a little boy, and, you know, at this point in time, you don't know that you're different from each other. So you genuinely think you're the exact same. Girls will push boys. Boys will push girls. And immediately you can watch parents say, oh, you need to immediately apologize to her. You you don't hit girls there. You don't do that. You're not mean to little girls saying, oh, you can be mean to boys. And then the little girl automatically gets told, hey, I'm weaker than you. And you owe me an apology. But I should feel bad because now you got in trouble. And typically, as I can recall, and my child recalls, and the two younger children we currently have recall, is boys will then pick on you more and be like, you got me in trouble. This is your fault. And the little girls will be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That culture started very early. And parents don't catch themselves doing it. So Mm -hmm. this book is for women between the ages of 25 and around about 45. So I'd say a good 20 year span of growth opportunity. Uh One of the chapters totally replaces the word I'm sorry with thank you for bringing that to my attention. Oh, thank you for letting me know that. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of the conversation. There's no apology. I'm not going to apologize for something.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: owe you an apology. Mm-hmm. But thank you for bringing that to my attention mm-hmm. and replacing that entire conversation with anything in life. So, bumping into somebody at the grocery store, automatic response: I'm so sorry. I say, Oh, wow! Thank you so much. I was totally in your way.
0: So, okay, this is all right. So, when you think about who's going to benefit the most from your wisdom, because you have a lot of wisdom, you're. I can already tell you're an achiever you're bright, you've accomplished a lot, and you've beaten the odds. I mean, you've done things that most people never thought was possible. Yeah. So is your, so are you sort of, um, because remember, this is a, this is a branding podcast, right? So it's all about your brand, but not visually, because a brand is not just the visual stuff. It's more about who you are strategically. And so when you think of, think of it from that standpoint, you want to help these women do what would you say? Yeah.
1: I want to help them get out of their own way.
0: Okay. So they Women can have get out of their own way. Okay. So they can then.
1: Succeed. End of story. Okay. Okay. And they're not going give, to be given it, which is why it's called unauthorized success. I got
0: you. I got Yeah.
1: You. So there, nice. there's a whole chapter of my Hooters career and you can Google my yeah. name and Lord read 7,000 articles about that. Of, yeah. Have a seat at the table. Have a seat wherever you like. and it talks about getting a seat at the table and then knowing how to keep a seat at the table. You aren't taught these things by men and you're not taught these things by other women because they gatekeep that information because their mother's gatekeeped it from them and so on and so forth. At some point, this information has to be shared and you will have to take your own success. It will not be given to you. So it is completely unauthorized.
0: I love this because as a person of color, I can relate to what you're saying, especially when you just said, have a seat at the table led me into the room where the deals are made, right? Just like in Hamilton. Okay. And so this is really good because when you think about women today, regardless of their ethnicity, nationality, employed, self-employed, whatever, what really bugs you the most? When you sort of look at a lot of women who are tuning in, who are going to embrace your message, what is it that concerns you? What is it that they seem to perhaps be wasting a lot of time and energy on? Is there something that kind of like motivates you and inspires you to do this? Um
1: well yes and it has nothing to do with women. Okay,
0: okay, <laughs> that's fine.
1: Uh-huh. So I mean I spent an entire decade as an elected official. I was always the only female in the room. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I do a lot of commercial real estate. I'm always the only female in the room. Yeah. Investment investors, I'm never talking to another female investor. Mm. When I go to political events, something that I something that women, and I, I'm, I'm going to have a whole speaker series on this, tons of stories to share. have to definitely have to call those down. One of the stories that I always tell people is I used to walk into a room at a fundraiser or any function whatsoever. And my significant other would go stand with all the women because I would go stand with all the other elected officials. And I was the only woman. So if I am dressed as young as I am, even now, even remotely appropriate for my age, which would be considered provocative. I'm very fit. So I am having to wear like very high turtlenecks, tamper down my makeup, don't fix my hair, don't have any nails done, don't have any flashy clothing on, don't wear high heels, be very plain. And even then, women, wives of other elected officials would leave their section, disrupt a conversation, point their directive toward me, to get me to pay attention to them. Mm. And then their their husbands or significant others would then shun me from the conversation because they are there to do business. They are not there to talk about anything else. So when I would walk into a room, other women would segregate me from where I was supposed to be because they were immediately uncomfortable with my Mm -hmm. success. So I would have to battle the men to even stand in the circle and then battle the women to stay in the circle. Right. It was a constant battle. That was just between men and women, not to mention Republican versus Democrat. It even got yeah. worse after that. So
0: imagine, yeah.
1: it's it's never easy. It's never easy. And I had a guy, I, I have a podcast called Connect the Knox, like Connect the Dots, but just for Knoxville, <laughs> it's it's clever. Um, he <laughs> is one of my, my dearest friends and we have a wonderful business that we do a lot of things together. And he is a black man and we had this exact same conversation. He's like, I know exactly how that feels. I'm like, I know you do. Yeah. I know you know exactly how it feels. The mm-hmm. difference in the conversation that we had was when a black man says, I want a seat at the table, he's still a man. Mm-hmm. Because even a black man is still treated better than any color of woman. Yeah. Because women attack each other and the men attacked them too. So right. it's just yeah. it's like we get it from both sides. So getting women to get out of their own way to allow other women to succeed and then learning that success is okay. Yeah. It is acceptable to be successful. It is acceptable to be a feminine part of yourself in a man's world. Yeah. Those things are acceptable behavior.
0: No, I really love this because man, this is so good because what I'm also hearing is women have the power to shape perceptions. And that's why branding is so important because it allows you to shape perceptions. One of the things that I always tell people is, unless you brand yourself, somebody else will. Right. Which means that women in, because uh, I, I, I work primarily with women, women solopreneurs. And one of the things that I tell women, in fact, they're, they're within that target audience that you were just describing, is right. that you have the power to control the narrative. And if you don't seize that power to control the narrative, then people are going to go ahead and label you and pigeonhole you and come up with all these misconceptions and perceptions about who you are and what you're capable of, all the things that you've been talking about. So so bravo to you, young lady, for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this question, though. When you think about the impact that you want to have out there, what is your why? What is... Who, what do you want to achieve? Who do you want to become? What? What, what is it that you're, is the difference that you want to make through this book? And I assume through your talks and all the other things that you're up to.
1: Yeah. So the difference for me is just freedom, period. Okay. End of story. Uh-huh. At the end of it, I, I want freedom for me. Nice. I want freedom for my kids. Mm. I want freedom for everybody. It has nothing to do with just little girls or little boys okay. or little whatever you want to be. It's freedom, end of story. I want to be who I am. I want to be accepted for who I am, yeah. how I am, where I am. I want you to look past all of this. I want to know that it is deeply acceptable to be myself. And my mm-hmm. intelligence is completely separate from the perception you just put on me by being in the room for five seconds with me. Yeah. And know. until we get past that, until we learn that it's okay to accept ourselves without needing someone else's approval or attention, we're okay being us that freedom will never come. It will never come. Yeah. We have to be able to provide that. So for me personally, it's just freedom to be myself and be successful. I would love that. I would love nothing more. Yeah. yeah. For everyone else, it's just starting their journey. Please start the journey. Mm. Whatever it is, start it. And mm. you will find that there will be a thousand people behind you pushing you up the hill, just as many people trying to pull you down. Exactly. You got to see the opportunity and take it. And then bind yourself to those people and create a new, create an entirely new world. Mm. Period. Mm. Mm.
0: Oh boy, you're juicy. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, the, I can relate as a as a black man myself. And by the way, I tell people, yes, I am black. We come in four basic shades: dark <laughs> chocolate, brown chocolate, light chocolate, and white chocolate. Right? Just ask your business partner. Okay, it's all chocolate, <laughs> right? But yeah. but the whole but I, it's so. What you're saying is so significant, especially today yeah, in in these divided times that we find ourselves in, women versus men, Republican versus Democrat, and all these other- And that's the problem. The reverses
1: versus is always there.
0: Oh, my God. I I call it the age of isms, right? We've got (laughs) sexism and racism and ageism and lookism and ethnicityism and disabilityism. I mean, it's unbelievable how people will go ahead and- and pigeonhole someone and label them out of their own fears and insecurities and God knows what else is there. Yeah. So I just want to tip my hat off to you because thank you. I'm, I'm, you oh my pleasure I mean you're you're a gift to the world you really are and and uh and and I also love the fact that you're doing this for the greater good. Of yeah. wanting I I mean other, other
1: let's people. hope this sells. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't even know. This is not even This this is not even making money. You know what I'm saying? This is not even something that I've got. New York Times hasn't called me and been like, let me send you a publisher. Yeah. This is a book that I'm doing because I know it'll make a difference. Like if somebody's out there, I don't know who's my age that has a big, like Kelly Clarkson has a show. She's my age. Um, Yeah. Anybody between the ages of 25 and 41 who thinks that female entrepreneurship and success and understanding is important, reach out. I'm happy to send you a copy. If you hate it, burn it. Fine. Yeah. If yeah. you love it, let's talk.
0: Oh, my goodness. And So to that point, how can people find out about you? Is there, Are you on social? Do you have a website? How can people connect with you?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm still working on the main website. So the brand will be thejuliahurley.com. That will be the uh-huh. brand, uh-huh. right? So that website's still being built out. So until that's built out, we're kind of stuck with the piecemeal websites. Okay. So I have a TikTok channel, about 173,000 followers on TikTok, and it's TikTok uh-huh. thejuliahurley. Um, and then I have my my actual business this here. This is the Just Homes Group. I sell real estate for a living. That's how I actually feed the family.
0: Oh, okay. And that
1: is an intricate part because if we don't have the money to fund the perfect life, F-U-N, fund. So if we don't have that money, we can't do anything for anybody else. That's the number one thing. So we got to fund it and then give it, mm. period. So mm. send me some real estate referrals. That is the number one way we make our money. So that's the Just Homes group, just homes That's our um, real estate company. And then we have connect the Knox podcast, also not profitable, but it does tell you a lot about the Knoxville market and kind of what goes on here. Oddly enough, we have several billionaires that live here. People have no idea. So those kinds of connections are good to have, um, you know, good to know a little bit about Knoxville. If you don't know. I've been in Knoxville.
0: Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, yeah. it's a great town. Yeah.
1: It is a great town. You know, Mm -hmm. the World's Fair was here. It was fantastic. So, um, yeah, in 1982. So there's a lot of history here that affects the entire country that people don't know about, which is what I talk about on the podcast, because it's important that you know who I am and where I'm from and why why I'm still here. I I could leave. I could go wherever. I could go to a, a much more accepting state and run for politics and probably have a much easier time but I'm here to change things. I'm not here to just so go with things.
0: So, so you're kind of a serial entrepreneur. If you've ever heard that expression before, <laughs> you got the real estate company, you've got this other business, you've got the book, you've got the podcast, you're on TikTok, right? Because you're out there making a difference. You right. have found your voice and you want to help these other women find that voice, because that seems to be the thing you're most passionate about. The real estate I have a hunch that that's just there for you. That's always going to be there because of your reputation and track record and all of that. But this is like your own crusade to want to help these women, right?
1: It's a big, it's kind of a thing. Um, It's just a little thing. And uh, one of the things that is very important to me, you know, 2023, everybody says, what's your word for 2023? Big question right now. What's your 2023 word for the year? Mine is impact. End of story. If, it, if I can't positively impact you or you can't positively impact me, I'm out. Yeah, mm. That's it. Win, win, or no deal. Because we've got to move forward with the economy. We've got to move forward with our lives. We've got to get out of the COVID slump. Everything's just got to move. And if it's not impactful in a positive way, it goes. It's out for the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, to that point, how did you adjust during the pandemic? Because it sounds like you did a pivot, right? What? Mm-hmm. How did you have this enlightenment to come up with this book and everything?
1: Oh my God! Well, COVID was super easy for us in Tennessee. We didn't close down, right? So you know what I'm saying? It didn't. Nothing changed here. I was still showing 30 houses a week, so (laughs) nothing changed. We were we stayed open. I'll tell you what did impact me the most was how people got treated out of California. Uh, We we Uh and I actually made a joke about it, but it wasn't. It was funny, but it wasn't funny. Governor Newsom is Tennessee's Realtor of the Year every year. Everything he does. We have thousands of people fleeing California to come to Tennessee. Keep <laughs> it up, buddy. Whatever it is, you're Realtor of the Year. So, oh, um, that's a Jersey, that's a good
0: one. That's good.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, good. <laughs> Governor Realtor of the Year. So, uh, people were fleeing, and I mean it, fleeing California, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. I would get phone calls of people saying, "Hey, the state laws have changed. If I own a property, I can take my family on a vacation and get out of here." Can you, can you find me anything to buy? And they were buying anything. And when I mean the word anything, I mean things I would not have put a dog in or my worst enemy. And they're like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Here's some cash. Just say, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And then they would get here and people were so angry that they were here because they're different and they're not from here. And they have ideas and they want to have conversations that the the way they were treated was so interesting for me to watch and experience. So it, it, you know, it triggered that. I know how that feels. I relate to you. I understand how you feel and I get treated like that. And I'm from here. So let's, let's come up with a solution and ways to make you more comfortable and make you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And then it triggered the whole, well, why aren't people welcome? Mm-hmm. Well, probably no one talks to them about these things. And so I was like, I'm. you know what? I'm just going to start this book. And I, during COVID, I just put some ideas down and it actually turned out to be a whole book. <laughs> so, yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. So can, if people want to buy the book, can they find it on Amazon? How do they get a hold of it?
1: Well, we haven't published yet. So oh, we are okay. still in, yeah, I'm on second edits. So okay, fingers crossed. We're still looking to get picked up by a publisher. I'll self-publish regardless. Um. It's going to be out there regardless, but it will be. If you want to go to unauthorizedsuccess.com, then you can just put your name and address in for a pre-order. We'll we'll, we'll get you when we're when it's ready.
0: Wow. Well, Julia, listen, I, you're a ball of fire. I think you're awesome. I love what you're up to. Uh, for me personally, I don't pay attention to what divides us. I pay more attention to what unites us yeah. because we have more in common than we have differences for sure, regardless of what did you say? Red state, blue state. That was funny. Yeah. Was it's like,
1: whatever funny. it is, man. People call me and I'm like, I literally could not care less. Is there something I can actually help you with? Exactly. The rest of this is a mood point. What can I help you
0: with? Exactly. And, and I would also say from what you're saying. So, so for those of you who are tuning in, who are females within her demographic, that age range, it doesn't matter what color you are, Right. What ethnicity, nationality, this book and her wisdom can bless you and benefit you, escalate your escalate you on your path to wherever you're headed. Julie, is there anything else you want to say to our listeners and viewers before we sign off?
1: I love your podcast. I love you. I love what you do. I love what you stand for. I love that you are trying to help people create a brand. And I think that is the most important thing you can do for you is if you have, and I always say this, if you have a wall between you and what's on the other side, whether that be your brand or whatever it is, people have to go through that to get to you, create your brand, stick to it, be yourself and whatever you're going to do, start it and see where it goes. Don't wait.
0: Well, we cannot end on a better note than that. So, Julia, wow. Thank you. What a great Thanks. way for me to start <laughs> off my day. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> all right. All right. So, for all of you who are tuning in, hey, check her out. She put it out there one more time. If people want to find you on social or online, how do they do it, Julia?
1: Yeah, they can just Google me, which is always a thing. But my website is homesgroup.com. That's our real estate website. It's got my cell phone number on it, my address on it. You can find my, all the stuff is on my actual business website because that's where I am most of the time. So justhomesgroup.com.
0: Yeah. And you had a daughter, at 15. I bet people think you're sisters, right? You get that all the time.
1: She looks exactly like me and is taller than me. I'm like, okay. Yes. All <laughs> right. You see how I this is gonna... it? I love
0: it. God bless you. God bless you for what you Thank do. Anyway. You. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And so until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you. Are a successful, service-based entrepreneur yourself, and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, ten years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand for leadership because i love seeing your posts i love guest suggestions that's how we all grow that's how we all connect and make it through this world which are through our relationships and our connections and lastly let me throw this in we are regularly putting out new episodes and content i'm always on the lookout for not only great guests but great content and so therefore because we're always putting great new stuff out juicy stuff make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future so please go ahead and subscribe and i also love what i love support i love love (laughs) so your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team so if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbrandy.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening Until we see you the next time, take care.